Welcome back to another episode of The Last of Us by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Boost. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So alongside your other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome. So episode four titled, what is it? Please hold. Please my, hold please, to my hand. Please hold to my hand. The first time I read that episode <laughs> title, I thought it was a typo. I still, I guess I can kind of get it based off the episode we have. We're back more to the classic post-apocalyptic survival, less emotional backstory episode, yeah. like episode three, and we're back on the road with Ellie and Joel. And I thought this episode would be key. Um, let me rewind it first. This is going to be our instant reaction. We're not going deep into the episode tonight, guys. We're going to yeah. do that tomorrow morning, uh, but we just want to get something out there fast as an instant reaction and what Zach and me are thinking here. It's our first uh, ever attempt of an instant reaction. So, oh nice. yeah, this is our first ever, right? Yeah, yeah, it's first. Oh ever. wow, it feels natural. I don't know I why, know, right? Because we do it. Because we do this all the time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we, 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 put, we didn't even practice this. All right. Anyway, no. <laughs> um, we're back to kind of like more of a survival centric episode. I thought this would be very important mm-hmm. because there's a good bit of the show that has to go over traveling, right? A lot. So, so you gotta you gotta make a show that's exciting while also being in a car for four days you know yeah. and they, i thought they did a skillful job of it it was a, still a slow episode for like the first half yeah and then but very important i think as a setup and I'm, i was so lost as i'm a video game player of the last of us mm-hmm. and she can't when kathleen's mentioning henry and Sam, when yeah. she said Sam, that's when I said, oh, those two are from the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, at that point, I remembered who they were, but I don't remember it taking place in a city. Mm. I'd have to go back and watch a recap of their storyline, maybe before tomorrow's episode. Yeah. And see how their story played out, because I barely remember it. And I'm shocked that they're doing a citywide manhunt for... Henry and his is his younger brother or is it his kid? I forget. I think it's his kid. Um, sure, I, I thought it was his younger brother. I I, I could be wrong. I re, I mean I recognize the name Kathleen, but I'm, I, I'll admit it's been a long time since I've played the game. So. I, I didn't I didn't remember Kathleen. I don't think that that's a real character. I, I swear I, it is. I I, yeah? I feel I feel like Kathleen like the name is just baked in my head, and I don't know any Kathleens from anything. So well, I'll tell you this, Kathleen instant reaction. I I don't buy it. Nah. I don't buy this. She's got some imposter syndrome there. <laughs> I, I don't think she has imposter syndrome. I think, uh, I think she is far so confident in her beliefs that we're having to believe that this renegade raider group is led by this mid-aged soccer mom-looking woman who doesn't seem very fierce at all, even though she is ruthless as the episode goes on and shows us. Yeah, she is. She looks, I, mean, I, I don't know. She, she doesn't look like she has any confidence to me whatsoever. You know, you know what it was, why I can't buy it as her is uh, there's this SNL cast member. Yeah. Who she reminds me of. And I'm trying to remember what is her name? 
She's on SNL. I don't know. I don't watch much SNL. I watch SNL whenever somebody asks me, have you watched the last SNL skit? And I'm like, no, let me watch it. And then I I don't even remember what it is. Is it 80? Who's, man, I don't. SNL. Now Mar- Mario's going to get on an SNL tangent here. What what'd you think of uh, of uh, all of Ellie's little um, jokes from her book? Do you like that this episode? It kind of reminded me a lot of the video game, to be honest. Just like those little quirky, annoying things that she would do. I mean, there was a lot of just classic Ellie wit and banter and charm in this episode. And yeah, you see more of the hard edges of Joel slowly cracking away, and you're seeing his paternal, paternal, paternal love for Ellie's taking shape you know mm-hmm. you have that scene early in the episode where they're sleeping and camping out in the forest and yeah there's a bit of um a moment where he he makes her a promise and he decides he's going to stay up all night to make sure that nobody does sneak up on them yeah so you're seeing even though he's kind of being you know rough around the edges and unemotional calling mm-hmm. her cargo at one point in the episode <laughs> you can see his actions don't show that he, that's how he feels and i think ellie is so well adapted to this world that we live in mm-hmm. that she understands that she can read between the tough guy um posturing of joel and yeah. see the see the soft core that's there and I, I thought it was important early in the episode where they show us Ellie in front of the mirror practicing with the gun. Mm-hmm. I think you're supposed to feel a little bit uncomfortable with the little girl holding and practicing with the gun. You know, have her being thrust into this world where she has to be a killer. Yeah. She has to be a killer. There's no choice. It's killer be That's, killed. Yeah, exactly. And uh, watching her play around with the gun at the beginning was kind of a little stressful just in the way that she was handling it. It was like clearly it felt like she didn't really know what she was doing. She had a, a little a little bit of training apparently. We we heard a little later on in the episode from uh, uh what was it, the QZ or, or or whatever, but I I don't think they did a great job. You know, I must say this episode actually I think is the first episode where I'm actually I'm starting to like Ellie in this. Like, yeah. I, I, I remember from from the game, like I didn't never like like her right off. She was kind of annoying at first. At least to me. Mm-hmm. She's really annoying in episode one and two, I think. This one, you know, she, she yeah, we, we had established in the last episode that she kind of starts having some more respect for Joel mm-hmm. uh, after that letter. And um, she finally listened for the first time. And they just seem to be getting along much better. She's, she's a little less annoying. She's witty and funny, but less annoying. That's just my opinion. I'm I'm kind of on the opposite side there. I've I took a liking to Ellie early on. Just I like her personality and her and her just her overall she doesn't give a shit, but at the same time she understands yeah. how to survive in this world and she does listen when it matters. Mm-hmm. And this this episode shows you that you know part of her coping in this world is this laughing and not taking everything so seriously because you have to. I mean, it's a you see her, world. You see her with the with the poop jokes and the and the pun jokes and all that <laughs> stuff. But then you also see her sleeping and she looks up at the trees and it's spooky. And I'm sitting in my living room and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'd be spooked out sleeping in a forest 
like that, thinking that Raiders could approach at any moment. And then she has that vulnerability moment with Joel mm -hmm. saying, hey, they're not going to actually approach us, are they? And that's when Joel realizes this is a little, this is a little girl. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, this is my daughter. Yeah. You know, he's he has to be imagining his daughter at this point. Right? I definitely think there's an element of that. I, I kind of feel like he felt that earlier on. Oh, for sure. Well, right? I for mean, sure. Just, yeah. What, what did you think of the whole uh, Ellie shooting? Shoot? I must say that, that that whole driving in the downtown thing remind. I don't know why. Like, I feel like I remember this from the game. And yeah, maybe, maybe I'm making something up. Or, or, or No, you're not. But yeah. I believe it was it was Pittsburgh. It wasn't Kansas City. Um in the game i could be wrong i'm almost positive though it was pittsburgh where they get ambushed hmm. uh, yeah i would love i'd love for jimmy to look that up if he has a chance at some point to see uh, what city they got ambushed in but you know what they say i forget what it's called i think is it called chekhov's gun is that is that what it's called uh, the, the chekhov's yeah check let me see chekhov's gun let's look up this Okay, it's uh, Chekhov's gun is a narrative principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be removed. In other words, if you see Ellie pick up the gun last episode, mm. know that it is relevant. Yeah, everything is relevant. Joel in a line saying that Raiders are going to approach, that's a form of a, of a gun, right? Mm. That means there will be an encounter with Raiders. So everything matters. We knew Ellie was going to have to pull this trigger, but the most important moment to me in this episode is where Joel activates Ellie. He equips yeah. her with the gun and trusts her with the gun when he shows her how to use it. I yeah. think that was the key moment of a new level of tr trust for Joel. Yeah. Where he's stepping outside of his comfort zone and having to trust Ellie as a, as a grown up, really. I would, I would agree with that. And yeah, it does look like uh, this did take place in Pittsburgh in the, in the game. I'm kind of curious yeah. why they moved it to, kansas city i think they had to because if they were in pittsburgh how much longer would it take to get to wyoming it's just kind of like a natural imagine all of this takes place in pittsburgh takes two yeah. episodes then you got to spend another episode to set up the trip to wyoming yeah hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Then you have that suspension of disbelief like, oh, nothing occurred from Pittsburgh to Wyoming in the car. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Reasonable change for sure. Yeah. For the life of me, I I I feel I don't remember Kathleen's story, but I feel like I remember the doctor. Like this this back and forth. Jimmy, Jimmy, look up if Kathleen is actually real. I, I just don't recall her character. Maybe that's how unforgettable. I mean, un maybe how forgettable she is. I don't want to talk crap about this role. It's just you see this grizzly bearded uh, Navy SEAL looking soldier and he's taking orders from from her. Uh, it, Look, it, you have to understand where I'm coming from here. This yeah. is put aside all politics and all 
identity and inclusiveness, take all of that out the picture, okay? We're in a post-apocalyptic world where there's bloaters the size of craters living in a storage room, okay? What happens in these situations, if I had to guess, is that the strongest person in the group is going to form a coup until they're in charge. Kathleen might be real. I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying mm -hmm. I don't believe it. She's got, dude, she's got an army. I think this is bigger than Fedra, what she's got underneath her. I might right. piss off some people with this, with this, but who gives it? <laughs> My opinion, I, this is not going to happen in, a, in this sort of post-apocalypse situation. She has 30 men behind her. I need a back, a, a backstory to find out what Kathleen did she, to have all these grisly mercenaries fighting for her. She, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how she's in charge. Like, I feel like she's filling her dad's shoes or something. Not, I have no idea if that's the case. Her dad? I don't I know. Don't, somebody, man. I mean. Well, they try to like set you up on how tough she is, right? Because she shoots the doctor who delivered her. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. Mm -hmm. And then she's pretty much sending out an army throughout the city to kill two people who killed her brother. I'm assuming her brother was in charge and now she's taken over for him. Yeah. Call me sexist. I don't care. Post-apocalypse situation. The Navy SEAL in the group, the guy who's power hungry is going to freaking dominate and, and just go crazy. Okay. Yeah, maybe there's a moment, but there's going to be a moment of instability in this. Chime in, Zach. Are you on Team Kathleen, or you agree? Um, I'm not on Team Kathleen. I, I I don't really. I'm not a fan of her from what I've seen so far. Just don't like her. I don't. I don't see anything from the game. So maybe um, Marlene, I buy. Mar yeah, Marlene, I buy. I don't buy Kathleen. Yeah, shorting Kathleen stock right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kansas City's empty of infected too. Yeah. Well, what was that hole? Well, I mean, what was the hole in the ground? <laughs> that, Maybe okay, that I, was. I gave a spoiler. I think in the game, there's these massive infected called yeah. bloaters. Um, I don't know if they're gonna bring bloaters into into. Is it was it was a bloater even in Last of Us One? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. I think the clickers are the most terrifying. The clickers are definitely the most terrifying because any battle with the clickers lasts so long. Yeah. Like yeah. it just it lasts forever. The the bloaters it it's less it's annoying as hell cuz you die quite frequently, but it's a little it's a lot less scary cuz it's it's running around like you can see it. If it's not a bloater, it's something massive down there and Am I correct in assuming that Joel and Ellie are in the same building with this giant creature? No, I don't think so. The, the, that hole in the ground looked like it was one of those smaller apartment buildings, I guess. Mm. Like a garage of one. But this you is, so? I definitely do not think this is the same building. Like, Well, Chekhov's gun. There has to be a Joel and Ellie encounter with that giant thing or something involving. Yeah, there's got to be. Somebody's got to find it. Somebody. I don't know who. Somebody. I got over under odds. Bearded guy dies next episode. So okay. Kathleen's like right hand soldier. That guy ha is going to die next episode. I could see that. It would either be that or him him taking over because she dies. But I, I, I don't think that she would die. 
he seems to not be on board with this whole plan to go after Henry and Sam. He kind of like, dangerous. It's two people, and it, it's 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 a man it's revenge is what it is. It's, That's, it's this is this is my point. There is no group of three hundred people who are going to care about this girl's brother hmm. enough to do a citywide manhunt. Also, risk your lives. Joel couldn't find the exit. How hard <laughs> is it to find the on ran and off? It can't be that far disconnected. <laughs> I, but, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Well, although it wasn't an exit, it was it was an overpass. Did you see the other side of that truck? It was empty in that tunnel. Yeah, it was completely empty. You got to find a way to get through the tunnel. If that wasn't, I thought that was the ambush spot, by the way. I, I had a feeling about that too. It felt like the truck was kind of rolled in there. It's there. And then people get there, they realize, oh, I can't get through the bridge. It seems like a better ambush spot than making them go through the, the ramp where they could take a left, right in a million different spots. Harder mm -hmm. to create like a one closed off area. Put me in charge of this this rating group. I would have taken care of this immediately. It would have been caught right there on the bridge. The show would have ended in episode one. Four. One gr grenade or like a Molotov cocktail or something right on the truck. That's it. Boom. Right there. Dead. I don't think they would have been able to get through that or, or move the truck. They, like, there's just no way. No, I was looking at the other side of the truck yeah. where there it seems like that there could have maybe been some movement. But yeah, looking at the other side of the truck just made me angry <laughs> because i'm like damn it it's clear yeah it was almost like the titanic plank mm. where you're like you can maybe move those get to go to the left joel you know put these cars in neutral and and move them yeah 20 years just sitting there yeah all that rust all right let's not go too deep into this episode <laughs> i think we've already gone for about 20 minutes i think so we leave off the episode with guns pointed at ellie and joel who've camped out after laughing very hard at a diarrhea joke, which I had me cracking up to. You know, you know. <laughs> I mean, it runs in your jeans. It's hilarious to see uh, that probably the first time Joel laughs since we saw the flashback before the, the mm -hmm. outbreak day. Right. I agree. Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't recall him ever even cracking a smile really. By the way, also first episode without a flashback. Interesting. There was not a flashback at all, right? Yeah, I don't think there was any flashbacks. Now you've got me questioning myself, but yeah, I don't think there was any. Yeah. Well, yeah, I enjoyed it overall, though. I'm I'm looking forward. It feels like a setup episode where next week. Oh, absolutely, is, a setup episode. Next sure. week is going to be crazy. Which, by the way, we have an early premiere. Th this thing premieres on Friday. Uh, for the last episode. episode. I that's what I got. I got a notification on HBO Max. It said early premiere for the next episode on Friday night. Interesting. So maybe we'll move up the pod schedule. Yeah, we might have to for that. I have an event Friday, so if I'm back, mm. we can do it. If not, we do it maybe Saturday. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I'm I, I am looking forward to the next episode and breaking this one down a little bit more. I mean, there is there's some interesting story going on in here, but absolutely a setup episode. Thankfully, it was a short setup episode compared to our last hour and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I had well, a I had a feeling that this was going. I, I would love to know the runtime of the next episode, but we'll get into that tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to the outro. Well, thank you for listening to our first ever instant reaction episode to The Last of Us, season one, episode four, 
on the Story Archives podcast. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Or you can visit our website at soapbox.house where you'll find links to the show and a few other shows that we have on the network. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow.